0: We acknowledge that we meet and work on the stolen lands of the Burundri people and the Bunrong people of the Kulin Nation. We pay respects to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge the continued resilience of First Nations peoples in the face of ongoing colonization and settlement. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and a treaty was never signed.
1: UCR Breakfast. Oh
2: yeah.
1: Alternative News, Analysis Clap and Current
3: Affairs. Monday to Friday, 7am oh, to 8 30am.
2: Early
4: double.
5: Trap your fast. <gasps>
0: And welcome to 3CR Wednesday Breakfast.
6: For our Radiothon Spectacular.
0: It is, and, <laughs> and, and on a more mundane level, I think it's June the 13th.
6: Yeah, lucky 13.
0: Yeah, and it's not too cold out. I was surprised. Not uh, frost this morning. Not I'm, even I'm,
6: I'm, t- I'm, I'm sleeping in a bit of a weird house at the moment. We're moving house tomorrow, so everything's in boxes. <gasps> My curtain <laughs> rail fell down the other day, and I just have like windows that bring me first sun of the morning and uh, you no know, warmth stays in. So I had a bit of a different experience. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and uh, radiothon. So here we are. It's Idwin and it's hello, Nick, hello. and it's Judith. Yeah. yeah.
6: Um, actually, can I just, before we get stuck into things, I want to share something with you too. Mm-hmm. On um, uh, Monday, on the Queen's birthday, uh, I was a- out at uh, Studley Park Golf Course just down on the Yarra there. And I was out just going to the playground, bike riders everywhere, people all around. You know, it's very busy. People like to go along that track along the Yarra there. Yes. Uh, and then I see a figure that I thought was a bike um, riding through quite a bushy park. I thought, wow, that's... As he's riding quite fast through there and then I realised, no, no, that's that's about a six or seven foot tall deer. There oh, there are deer in just about Richmond now. Um, huge thing, you know, big horns oh, and yeah, everything. God. And and I thought, well, I, I mean, I know that they're out in the hills. I've heard reports of them being in places like Ringwood, which is, you know, still a little bit out of the city. Mm. I didn't think that they were that close. <laughs> but but you know
0: what, this reminds me of one of the stories that we did this year on Bandicoots in the suburbs. Mm. Maybe deer are taking up also space, uh, <laughs> closer. and So anyway, yeah, we'll be talking about that a yeah. bit later. Yeah, we bring yeah. that up,
1: yeah. Um, First up, though, we're going to have my segment, uh, the second, this is the second attempt, so at the moment we're going with songs of satire as a name, though we're a little bit mixed up, so we're thinking also musical metaphors, I don't know, if you've got a better idea of some Uh, (laughs) alliterative. Sounds great, musical
0: metaphors mixed Uh, up all sounds very great to me. So ooh, and yeah.
6: b- and before we get into it, we should say as well that if you want to donate for the radiothon, yes. you can call now. Nine four one nine eight three double seven is the phone number, and Gab is waiting to take your uh, donation. So please do give us a call. Uh, we will be uh, calling for that uh, across the whole show, as yeah. everyone is during radiothon. You Yay. can also
1: um, SMS to zero four double eight nine three zero eight double five if you want to make a donation that way as well. Great. All right. So we've themed this week's uh, songs of satire to fit radiothon. So this week we've got a lovely little song, uh, Video Killed the Radio Star by The Buggles. Uh, Wonderful. I enjoy. I heard you on the wireless back in 52. Lying awake tuning in on you. If I was young it didn't stop you coming through. Oh, oh. And what you were just listening to was a small snippet by The Buggles, 1979 song, Video Killed the Radio Star. Hi, I'm Ida and Jeffrey, and you're listening to Songs of Satire, breaking down the meaning behind the song. Initially released in 1979, Video Killed the Radio Star did not really make much of an impact. In fact, it only really became a hit when re-released in 1981 as the world's first music video. Launched onto MTV, not only did it burst through charts in the US and England, but more importantly, birthed the music video movement that we now have today. And ironically, this is what the song is all about – the death of radio and the rise of television in its place. Foreshadowing the change in the music landscape during the 1980s, the song's rise in popularity saw the Buggles Music video quite literally kill the radio star, as the songwriters Trevor Horn, Bruce Woolley and Jeff Downs work within the song to identify the 1980s move towards synth and artificial music and away from more traditional sounds and platforms. Uh, Trevor Horne says within his creation that this came from this idea that technology was on the verge of changing everything, with radio being the past and video the future. And we have to remember that radio had been an essential element of the past. Connecting the population with news, entertainment, community, it was instrumental within building popular culture. It spoke directly into living rooms and was a form of this mass communication. So for the suggestion that it was to be surpassed by television was a revolutionary thought in of itself. However, by 1958, that had become reality. The number of television households outnumbered radio households, and with the abolishment of the radio only licensed in 1971, TV's presence was undeniable and unavoidable. Video Killed the Radio Star, therefore coming out in 1981, kind of acted as the last nostalgic nod to radio. Um, and that's really shown as TV then claimed... Its place is the communication platform of the masses. And this is demonstrated in the song, which comprises of two contrasting elements, the old and the new. The first element of the song is the protagonist, representing the old. Identifiable by a stereo voice, he starts the narrative, reminiscing over the old radio back in 1952. Mentions of tuning in, the old jingles that used to play, and meeting in an abandoned studio to recall the fame of radio all gives this kind of background of radio's once pervasive presence. However, with the lines rewritten by machine or new technology, radio is then shown within the song to be overwhelmed by TV, which is opposingly represented by two female voices. Their hook, oh we oh, or better said yet coming increasingly prominent as the song progresses. Now this little hook is deliberately exaggerated, shocking and attention-grabbing, and there's no doubt about it, it's definitely the most interesting element of the song. Kind of linking this to the idea that artificiality equates popularity and that this sort of artificiality was sought after in the 1980s music market. New technology is also promoted through the use of the key of D-flat major um, within the song. Now, majors are usually used within a song to give them a warm, kind of happy, triumphant feeling. Comparatively, we use minors to kind of create a sadder environment. And that definitely is used in this piece to kind of create this really upbeat song, which is kind of further improved through the 132 beats per minute backbeat that goes on through the song, which really gives it an energetic feel, kind of sounding a little bit like this. That means the song bops along and combined really makes the sound like an extended jingle promoting new technology. This reflects the takeover of the new, as more traditional sounds of male vocals and piano are kind of drowned out by the modern girls with their synth keyboard and auto tuned voices. Their hook really exists only as a catchy earworm with little meaning contrasted with the sentimentality of the protagonist. And this does lack in integrity, and I think that suggests that new music. Maybe more exciting, but it's not necessarily as complex. It gets interesting, though, because the Buggles don't condemn or reward this. They just show that new music is more comparatively superficial than the old. And that kind of brings us to our second half of the song, The Rise of Synth, the rise and embracing of artificial. So everyone can kind of name an 80s song that uses synth or guitar or some ridiculous effect made through digital manipulation. But within this song... Its deliberate introduction and increase of synth shows its evolution and takeover of mainstream music in society. The line, new technology, within the song is beautiful because it transforms the real drum kit at the start of the song to a digitized backbeat, showing the literal transformation. The buggles then mimic this progression of moving into the artificial that was occurring at the time, with examples like guitar sales dropping by 37% in 1983 alone in favor of synth. Overpowering this old, more traditional, raw stereo sound, it's a trend that has stuck with us for the majority of songs today, with autotune and computer-generated effects being commonplace in mainstream music. However, radio isn't completely forgotten, with two lines holding real importance. The first line is, We can't rewind, we've gone too far, which acts as one possible forewarning in the song, that this move towards synth is a mistake, and that the production of artificial music has kind of reached an extreme that we need to carefully back away from. Also the last line, you were the first one, you were the last one. The protagonist's last sentimental nod to radio is longevity. And I think this acts as a suggestion that whilst TV has become the new fad, raw music transmitted over radio really does remain a constant. And this love affair that people have with the waves, airwaves are still very tangible. I know at least here at 3CR it is. So, on conclusion of the song, some thoughts to be having, I suppose. Is sensational music better because it's more exciting and more inviting? It hooks us in. It sells well. Or do we want the complexity of the real? Is radio dead? And is television king? I like to think no. I like to think that radio still has its place in our society. I like to think that the longevity of famous radio shows such as War of Worlds, The Goons... Triple J's Hottest 100, all remain steadfast cultural icons that we can't really just replace with screens. I like to think that radio is still alive and the rise of podcasts, the fact that radio dials are still being installed in cars and sold on shelves, and listen to you, hopefully at home, right now, and that all this suggests that stations, shows and segments like this one are not really going anywhere soon, despite what the song might think. Anyway, we shall conclude for you now with the song In Full, Thank you very much for listening. I was Idaman Jeffrey.
7: I heard you on the wireless back in fifty two, lying awake and tender tuning. In.
1: And that was Video Killed the Radio Star by The Buggles. Wow. <laughs> what a
0: great name. <laughs> very Bubbles. great name. Yes, yeah. yes, yes.
1: But we don't like to think radio is dead at this uh, station, no, at all. It so. certainly is not. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs>
0: and uh, seems like Esme Lou thinks it's uh, alive and well.
1: No, Esme Lou definitely. $25 all the way from Canada. Thank yeah, you very fantastic. much for donating. <laughs> fantastic. And just a reminder, you can donate uh, either through phone, text, or even online. So we forgot to say before, you can donate online at www.3cr.org.au slash donate and nominate Wednesday Breakfast. Yay, and you're with Idwin and uh, Nick and Judith this
0: morning. (laughs) Uh, And uh, Nick, we got into a bit of science this year, didn't we? Yeah, we we like to touch
6: on the scientific issues and uh, drill down into what is and is not.
0: And what was, (laughs) was the lunar eclipse. And we were so excited, I, well, I was anyway, I was particularly <laughs> excited <laughs> to speak with Dr. Tanya Hill, who is the senior curator of astronomy at the Melbourne Planetarium. So we're just going to have a little bit of, of some of that interview. And she describes what's going to happen tonight, as it was when we put the story to air, not this night, but uh, the night of the lunar eclipse. So I love
2: watching lunar eclipses. They're really, they're very leisurely watch. Uh, the one tonight will span about three hours or so. And also you don't need any special equipment. It's completely safe for you just to go outside, look up at the moon, find it in the sky. And at ten forty eight PM, so just before an eleven o'clock tonight, the moon will start to drift into the Earth's shadow. And we'll see, barring any clouds around, what we hope to see is that the bottom right part of the moon will start to darken, while the top part of the moon will remain in sunlight. And then about an hour later, by 11.52, the moon will have fully entered the Earth's shadow. And that's when the moment of totality begins.
0: The moment of totality sounds so amazing.
2: It does, doesn't it? It's absolutely awesome. And I love that point of totality because there's a surprise in store for us. Because what goes on is that we find out that the Earth's shadow isn't actually black. But in fact, some sunlight can still manage to reach the moon because it passes through the Earth's atmosphere. And this reddens the light and also bends it into the shadow so that the moon can turn anywhere from a really deep uh, coppery red all the way to a more brighter orange hue. And they're forecasting that because our atmosphere is fairly clear at the moment that in fact tonight's total eclipse should leave us with a lovely bright orange moon and so the moon will be in total shadow till just after 1am and then it'll start to emerge again and that's also an amazing moment to watch as the moon moves out of shadow and you begin to realize just how bright the full moon is in the sky.
0: Yes, and I got so excited about the moment of totality <laughs> as you could hear, and uh, and I did stay up and watch it that night too. So yeah, it's, just amazing. it's fun. The
6: celestial events, uh, yeah, to go that's go great. out and see them, and yeah. it, it just seems oh, there's something about it. There's something special about it. Um, yeah. yeah, magical. It doesn't happen very often. Mm. No, no. That's and this particular <laughs> one,
0: this particular one, was spectacular and doesn't happen, you know, very yeah, regularly well, at all. What was the? Um, it varied, I mean, 50, I know, it yeah, I think about 50 years. I mean, although the, the lun- a lunar eclipse happens quite regularly, but, but they're not, not always aligned yeah, yeah. in that way, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was amazing. Dr. Tanya Hill, I, we should try and get her on again uh, because I think she's probably got lots of other interesting stories. <laughs> Good.
6: Definitely. It is uh, Radiothon time. You can donate 94198377 or at the website 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. Uh, thank you to Jürgen, who has... Has donated uh, twenty four, thirty, forty eight, sixty. He's donated um, about seventy dollars there, in a, yeah. in a bunch of uh, smaller amounts, and Alfred as well. Thank you for the fifty dollars you have donated towards three CR Wednesday breakfast.
0: Yeah, it's great, and, and all those donations are so much appreciated, and uh, along with your support. So we're, we're going to stick with science now, because we did have another story, and, and then Nick, I remember you getting particularly excited about this one about bandicoots in the suburbs this is picking up on your deer sighting as well
8: i think that's one of the most surprising things so not only are they surviving there but in some areas they appear to be thriving so we found about 66 individuals in these um, novel areas and only about 26 individuals in those remnant areas as compared to sort of you know the trapping effort we put in in those areas um, the female body condition was the same between both areas, so it looks like they're you know managing to get enough food and stay healthy in those areas. All the females were very close to all the females, about ninety three percent of females were breeding in those novel areas. um so it appears sort of from multiple measures that they're doing really, really well. Um, And we think, um, in particular, in those novel areas, it's probably for a couple of reasons. Those drainage lines that I talked about before happen to be really fertile soil, which is probably really good for things like invertebrates, which bandicoots are running around, scurrying around, trying to catch and eat. Um, Also, what's interesting is that those environments have lots of weeds in them, things like blackberry. And now, we often sort of look at things like blackberry and think, well, we have to remove that because it's an introduced species. But that blackberry might be really important to bandicoots because it provides cover and protection from things like feral cats and foxes. And it might also even provide a source of food, so lots of invertebrates and so forth around or underneath those blackberry bushes. So, again, challenges to rethink about how we look at weeds. And if we don't have areas of natural vegetation anymore, we have to be really careful about not just running in there and ripping out weeds before we can replant similar structure with native plants. And so, again, it shows us that the bandicoots aren't really that picky about where they live they just need a few key elements like that cover.
0: Yes, and it was so interesting, that study, because they compared bandicoots in more um, natural environments where they usually are, and then the what he called peri-urban or novel environments. And, 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 and they know, were thriving. They're thriving
6: in those areas. I think that was, uh, I I mean, in the latest series of uh, Planet Earth for the, you know, big David Attenboroughs out there, one of the uh, series, one of the episodes was on cities and all the animals that were thriving because of cities, not dying because of cities. We call those animals pests a lot of the time, but I think, hang on, they're, they're living alongside us. They, they like what, what we're up to and we might not necessarily like it, but good on them. Yeah, <laughs> no, so mean, was, so it's, was, so
0: it's great, and and really, you he, he, and Richie, yeah, he's an associate professor um, at Deakin. He was encouraging us to think, yeah, think through a bit more how we approach those so-called, if you like, pests or or uh, uh, creatures that live amongst us.
7: 3 so needs you. I
1: Fight for your mic and donate to 3CR's annual Radiothon.
8: 3CR Radiothon 2018. Fight for your mic. Radio, Call
7: 9419 8377 or go to 3cr.org.au.
9: Fight for long-term detained refugees.
10: Sunday 17 June from 10am
9: This event is organised to show solidarity and support for refugees detained long term by the Australian government
7: So come ride your bike or join us at the gathering spots from 10am at Quebec Town Hall 11 o'clock at Princess Park 12 o'clock at Melbourne Museum or 2 o'clock at Albert Park You can also look up online at ride refugees 2018wordpresscom Right for Refugees is a 3CR
2: supporter. Why not pledge your support now? Just text the word DONATE to 0488 nine thirty eight fifty-five. That's
6: 0488 930 3CR, fight for your mic. 3CR.org.au forward slash donate. That's the place to donate. Uh, it is 3CR Wednesday breakfast, about 25 minutes past 7 um it was earlier this year we caught up with uh John Safran, name you're probably familiar with uh with. Uh John Safran, Jude Detective, is uh his latest show. It was before the uh, Melbourne International Comedy Fest. And uh John was um uh has been doing a lot of writing lately. He was doing some true crime stuff, but his latest piece was uh taking a look into the uh extremist groups that are popping up. Around Australia, and in particular around uh, Melbourne, um, talking about the rise of these groups. And here's a little bit of what what John had to say.
11: I also found it sort of hilarious when I started realizing that all these things were happening in Melbourne, like not far north Queensland. You know, yeah. like what? Yeah, because when I when I started writing it, I was thinking, "Oh, I'm going to go all over Australia and probably end up in a a pub or a bunker <laughs> somewhere in um, the Northern Territory or something." It's like, oh no, I just I can, you know, all this stuff, I just have to get on the train, get on the tram, <laughs> and, and suddenly I'm hanging out with all these real fringe players, including, like, when hanging out with, like, Aussie jihadis. Like, you don't have to, you know, again, just uh, drive over the bridge to Footscray, and there you are. It's, it's, it's very local.
12: And across all your work, John, you're very empathetic. or well, not? you just meet people on a certain level when you're working or interviewing people on the fringes. Um, what have you found when you are meeting people on that level? What is really driving them? Have you found something behind it, or it is just malicious belief?
11: <laughs> oh, there's definitely definitely wanting a sense of identity for some of them. So I, I can bring my upbringing into that, where, uh, you know, Jews, because I'm Jewish or whatever, and Jewish people just very interested in their, you know, their ancestry and, you know, telling stories and all that, and, you know, Aboriginal Australians would be the same or whatever, and uh, you know, lots of agreements like that. So yeah, when when some white person talking about their ancestry, I guess that's where it gets like messy and sort of maybe even gets a bit uncomfortable or whatever. But you know, like like I'm more likely to sort of be able to sort of go, ah, oh, you know, like, like you know, suspend disbelief and just uh, listen to people and um, yeah. So so I mean, I'm not saying it's the only thing that kind of drives them, but you know, that that is that is one thing. And then there's also just a sense of ideologues in general just want to keep things simple and just blame, you know, you because know, life's messy and confusing and awful and, and then if you just get to blame someone, whether it's the Jews or whatever or uh, uh, black people or Muslims or whatever, it just kind of like simplifies your life. You know, you, you've just, you, you know, you've got an explanation for everything.
6: John Safran are talking to us about the rise of extremist groups across Australia and even in Melbourne, and we're still seeing that, unfortunately, today. But you also heard the voice of uh, Paddy, who is uh, no longer on the show because he's uh, off having a, uh, having a, having a baby. a well, yes. In fact, it must be it was... getting pretty close. It now. must be. I yeah. actually
0: don't know the date. I'm going to have to find out. it mm, was July or
6: August. Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, we're not quite there yet. But anyway, just a big shout out to Paddy because he just contributed so much to... To Wednesday breakfast uh, so fantastic. And uh, one of the things I always remember, you know, Paddy always used to bring in both arts and music. And he was the person who introduced me to the Teskey Brothers. Well, he went
6: to school with them, you know. Oh, even Yeah, same better. with my partner because they they all went to school together. Okay.
0: So, <laughs> so it's uh, cry and shame. Yeah, the Teskey Brothers, and that's just from their album Teskey Brothers: Half Mile Harvest.
13: Crying, crying, shame. You just made me to me, a woman. And that's a crying, crying, shame. Since you've gone away and left me, honey. I've been crying with the pain. Oh, I do most anything to feel your love just once again. Oh, I do most anything to feel your love just once again, but that day it never comes, baby, that's why I'm crying. with You treat love just like a king. You're just like a little child, ain't. And you treat love just like the wrong game. But you never really loved me, honey. I'm crying with the pain Hmm.
6: Lovely tunes there from the Teskey brothers, who who were just talking, are from the sort of Ringwoodish area, Warrenwood, that kind of area. Yeah. It is, uh,
0: and we you know, great promote local bands, and I uh, have to say, I sent this off to Canada for Christmas last year. Good. Much Wonderful. appreciated. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. getting the word out, crying to shame yeah. by the Teskey Brothers. And uh, again, just a big shout out to Paddy, who's been on this show for the last year and who introduced me to the Teskey Brothers. So very grateful. Yeah. Wonderful.
6: It is 3CR Radiothon, and we are taking donations to help keep... 3 on the air. It is a costly venture to keep a radio station going. There's all sorts of electrical doodads and whizzy-wizzy
10: buttons. Things um, we'll never understand.
14: A <laughs> lot of buttons. Lots
6: of buttons, and they all need to be attached to other things. So please help us to reach our target. We're, our target is $250,000 for the whole station. You can help even just that little bit, even just $5, if you can call up 94198377. That will go toward helping. Every little bit helps. Or you can donate online if you want to get, uh, get online and donate there. 3cr.org.au forward slash donate is the website. And
0: you can even come into the station at 21 Smith Street. Yes, yeah, feel free. We always love to see your faces. So if you want to come in with your $5... That'd be great.
1: Mm, we also take checks in the mail, so any way that really suits you, really. If you've yeah. got
6: your checkbook handy. you've got your
5: checkbook handy, <laughs> whip it out. <laughs> checkbook.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, so now we're going to take a quick call from uh, MV. The MVs, so we'll put them on air now.
0: Hey, MV, are you there?
15: I'm here. Oh, Good fantastic. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Wow, it's early. <laughs> I know, I
0: know. It's great. It's great to have you up and listening so early in the morning. I'm, yeah, I really appreciate it. <laughs> well happy
15: happy radio. Um and thank you so much for calling. It's very exciting. Time for three CR at the moment. It is, mm-hmm.
0: it is. And this is about really just keeping the radio on air, isn't it? I mean, it's not for any extras or any frills or anything. It's it's about it is about fighting for your mic. <laughs>
15: Right, so it's just like keeping keeping us on air for another year and um, just allowing us to be able to produce um, amazing radio for another year and so that we can, you know, provide voices to people that don't have a voice. Yeah, this is what um, the radiothon's all about. And yeah, I mean that's what you do on um, on Wednesday breakfast, like the amazing content that you've all been getting into in, over the last year. It's been really incredible seeing that show be. Um, I don't know, tackling some really interesting um, topics.
6: You're being very sweet to us, MV. Uh <laughs> Now, I mean, you, you, uh, MV uh, is uh, somebody who uh, helps out on a couple of shows. You, you've got your um, your finger in a few things. What's been? Do you have like a favourite thing? Uh, the favourite interview? Uh, I think you are being too early for that. But um, a favourite interview <laughs> or something um, from the past year that you've heard from our show or another show on 3CR that really like hits home to you? Why it's important to keep you know keep everyone. The four five hundred volunteers we've got here at three CR on the air.
15: Yeah, well look, well I produce I produce uh, another show on Fridays called In Your Face, which is a uh, a queer and feminist uh, commentary interview program. I would say probably one of my I, like, I feel like I was prompted by there, Nick. No, um, I feel like probably one of my more favourite interviews was um, last year we had. Um, social commentator Van Batham on to speak oh, about the movement. media movement.
5: Yeah.
15: And that was really cool. I mean, that, inter- <clears throat> that was a really long interview that we did with her and that, and that was um, conducted by Vet Kane. And that was really good because um, Van spoke about some sort of her experiences as, as a young woman working in a field and the sort of things that she had to go, that, that sort of, that she experienced in that whole um, climate of, uh, you know, Heteronormative patriarchy. So it was, it was a really interesting and really, you know, hard-hitting interview. I suppose that was one of the uh, highlights for me as well. And I think it was a highlight for Yvette as well, because she was, you know, she kind of, um, fangirled a little bit out on, um, Van. <laughs> so that was really cool. So she was really excited to speak with Van Batam. Um, and then, yeah, I think probably another interview that was really cool was having Nicholas, who is, uh, a HIV activist. Uh, speaking about um, unpacking the U Equals U um, campaign and movement. So if you have an undetectable viral load, then you are untransmittable. So, yeah, so just really interesting topics that we've covered this
6: year and these are topics that you don't hear a lot on other radio stations and i think that's a a good point to a good point to end on this morning thank you mv um that it is you know there are a lot of uh voices that you hear a lot of issues that you hear on 3cr that you're unlikely to hear on a lot of other uh especially mainstream uh radio stations Mm. um and it's the kind of thing that yeah sure you can dig around on the internet for it but uh you can find some particularly terrible uh just content on, on online because it's just everyone Well, at least here we have the resources to be able to train people help people out there's people around to help with networks and yeah, contacts and, and yeah
0: and and mv you've been a huge support for um, for mm. uh, you know breakfast shows as well so big thank you to you for that over the last no year worries. <laughs> it's,
15: been, it's been such a pleasure working with you all and um i don't know if it's already been said but i do want to pledge 25 um Bucks to your program.
5: You so we have
6: the shortly, uh... <laughs> Every other year we've had like silly money sound effects, but I'll just fill in. Maybe I can get all the money from my wallet. Hang on. shake <laughs> oh, um, no, it.
15: I don't need a sound effect. <laughs> thank, you. thank you for all the work that you do. And like, you know, this is incredible work. And I think as you probably already know, we um, can do this, but Wednesday breakfast is my old home this oh my that's god where I, I, didn't, I didn't know yeah. i didn't know that so that's where i started that's i started on wednesday breakfast oh, fantastic evening, this is history so, <laughs> this is like you know you're my old gang um Yay. so yeah look, um hopefully it all goes really well and um yeah fight for your mic and yeah like to whoever's listening there like call in 94198307 and donate thank so, you yeah, thanks, thanks for calling guys and have a wonderful have a wonderful morning
0: Thanks,
6: Thanks MV. Great Thank yeah, right <laughs> to hear from you. <laughs> it's 3CR Community Radio 855 AM and 3CR Digital and
1: 3CR.org.au. Uh, speaking of your sound effects, uh, Nick, I've just found the applause, so oh. just send out an applause on me. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Ooh, one sec, I? one sec. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't work. all right. All right, we'll get all right to that. No, we'll, we'll have lots of applause. We'll We're have fine. lots of applause.
0: We're fine.
1: <laughs> Anyway, um, we're next going to come up with uh, a small interview, Nick, I think you did.
6: Yeah, I've been following uh, digital things over the past year. uh, Let me be a little bit more specific. I've been following um, the rise of technology in the changing uh, political and economic landscape and how that technology is affecting the way that we talk to each other, affecting the way that our institutions work uh, and, and... I mean, changing everything about what it is to be human and what humanity is all about. And it's been something that's really intrigued me, and there's a number of things, and they might seem um, they might seem like smaller issues, but they're all playing into how this infrastructure is building. It's the framework of what we're building for tomorrow. And uh, I caught up with Vanessa Teague, senior lecturer in the Department of Computing and Information Systems uh, at the University of Melbourne, uh, who uh, focuses on things like electronic voting, cryptographic schemes. Uh, it, and it's
0: all ama- it all just sounds amazing what she does. Yes, I yeah, yeah. And, and we were
6: talking a bit about the consequences of increased digital surveillance.
0: The really important
14: priority is to make our stuff more secure. And I'm really concerned that this effort to catch um, you know, terrorists and pedophiles and so on is. On the one hand, it's really important. On the other hand, I think if the effort focuses entirely on that without anticipating the consequences for just ordinary people keeping their ordinary stuff secure from criminals... Uh, I think that we're going to end up with a very
6: bad decision. It's the unintended consequences that always uh, tend to be the ones that, that pull these things apart. Um, I, I've just been reading like, one of the ways that has been put forward by the Australian Federal Police uh, to do this, which <laughs> sounds like a backdoor to me, but um, what they've said is um, what they could do is target certain devices. Um, so... My mobile phone that I'm holding right now, for example, or the AFP could say to the creator of uh, an app, for example, to push out an update to my phone that allows them to get my private information before it's encrypted, which is... In my thinking of the definition of the term, that's a that's a backdoor. backdoor and, a to the device. and that's a, the danger of that, as as you say, is that it's not um it's not that the AFP is going to find out something you know, I'm not up to anything particularly exciting that the government might might want to find, but there are increasingly bad actors uh on the internet that are looking to exploit you for identity purposes, for your money, for I mean just for running a spam bottle, running um some of these uh some of these false accounts out there that are muddying the political discourse online um, and they want to have a a, a real-looking persona to put it behind so they they could use your own. Those are the sorts of things that we ought to be worried about um, and why encryption is important. And if that kind of backdoor exists, then why would it not be possible for somebody else with the technical capabilities um, to, to also be able to use that? That's the problem. That as soon as you put it in for an agency like AFP, it opens it up for all sorts of other bad actors to get in there.
0: Is that how you see it? Yeah, yes, yeah, so. exactly.
14: And if you read the... Um, so what that description is exactly what the FBI demanded of Apple in the uh, wake of the uh, San Bernardino terrorist attack. And Apple basically argued exactly as you had. They said, well, if we write software to crack into people's phones and we sign it with our, uh, official Apple update signing key, then on the one hand there, that greatly increases the risk that that tool comes into the hands of somebody who uses it for bad purposes on somebody else's phone. Doesn't immediately mean that it's instantly available to the bad guys, but it
6: greatly increases the prospect that something like that might happen. And that was Vanessa Teague, Senior Lecturer at the Department of Computing and Information Systems at the University of Melbourne, who we caught up with earlier in the year about uh, digital privacy and encryption, Uh, and it's still an ongoing issue. Um, There is uh, still proposals and and it seems like this government is going to keep pushing for it until they can get something uh, to get uh, either the ability to install malware onto your phone, onto your laptop, onto your uh, onto your tablet device, uh, in order to break this kind of encryption stuff. So what they want to do is just for you to not have the ability to encrypt things anymore. Which means that it's not just them who can decrypt it; it's also uh, bad actors. Yeah, the, okay. <laughs> maybe I mean... they can be included in the bad actors at, at this point in time. So. Uh, yes. it, is it, was, it
0: was really interesting to hear Vanessa Tigg's take on some of that, that and, uh, yeah, and her research too. And uh, yeah, 3 you're on 3CR, uh, Community Radio, it's Radiothon, mm. we're fighting for our mic. And what we're doing was kind of reminiscing a bit and going back to some of the, stories we've had on Wednesday breakfast over the last year, and uh, it's been really amazing to revisit some of the incredible people mm. that we've been talking to. And we've also had uh, incredible music on this show, and <laughs> one of our favorites has been Koocha Edwards, and we played this not too long ago, and I still love it, so we're going to play it for you again, help you get up in the morning. It's uh, Circles by Kucha Edwards from his album Beneath the Surface.
16: Wake up every morning Put the kettle on Realize it's almost midday Half the day is gone Cause mornings ain't easy To get out of bed to get motivated. not meant to be.
0: sensational Kucha Edwards there with circles uh, from his album Beneath the Surface.
1: Just have to say, last time I listened to that, Judith, I walked into the studio to find you dancing to you it. You too. <laughs> so it's a, it's a good hit that we love at the station. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, great. It's, yeah, great music from Kucha Edwards, Definitely. for sure.
1: Yeah, and just to remind you, you're listening to Radiothon, so you can actually call into the station at any time to either, you know, talk about the show, talk to us, or, you know, show your support. So our number is... Nine four one nine eight three double seven. That was nine four one nine eight three double seven, and we'd love you to call in, or otherwise you could SMS on oh four double eight
0: nine three oh eight double five. Yes, and uh, yeah, just let people know it's. Wednesday breakfast, or even just 3CR. You know, we're we're happy. <laughs>
1: 3CR as the station, yeah. Yes. Any support is greatly appreciated. And you have to remember, this place is run off volunteers and a few staff, and they just do an amazing job, all supporting one another and keeping this station and going. Supporting us, yeah, and supporting yeah. us. So, and supporting us,
0: yeah. yeah. And we we work hard to keep the stories that you don't hear in other places, and the voices you don't hear on air. Mm, definitely. And, uh, so one of the big issues that we were covering this year, um, has been the issue of the Rohingya refugees and the situation mm. they're in. And, um, earlier in the year there was a, an event, an exhibition over at Footscray Community Arts Center of, um, of photographs that were taken by refugees. Ali helped coordinate that. He'd been in both uh, Myanmar and also in uh, Bangladesh and had contacts there. And the exhibition was pretty moving mm-hmm. and it showed, um, like, for one, one thing, um, because they don't have any statehood, any status in yeah. the Myanmar, they don't get access to health care, among that being immunizations. And one of the photographs that really struck me is um, a father pointing to his, to his son, whose legs uh, he had had polio. So I wasn't oh. able to walk from that. And, you know, polio is something that's close to eradication. Yeah, no, in the horrific world. in this century. I know you wouldn't expect. And uh, actually I feel quite close to that issue because my, um, my mother-in-law, ex-mother-in-law had polio when she was in her early 20s. So, yeah, very close to what happened and how it affected people's lives. But anyway, the back, back to that exhibition. It was an amazing exhibition. And young women also talking about their experiences uh, being, you know, raped by the um, the the police, the military in Myanmar. Very, I think, a lot of courage in that exhibition at Footscray uh, Community Arts Centre, and. As part of going out and seeing the exhibition, I was fortunate enough to be able to speak to uh, Habib Habarabin.
9: The the crisis of Rohingya is still continuing. The killing is not a stop. The burning of Rohingya houses is not a stop. The confinement and the abuse against Rohingya communities is not a stop. So it is very important that we keep the uh, campaign on, like this kind of Rohingya photo exhibition done by Ali MC. We need more people getting involved because we have uh, nearly one million people has been displaced, and we just have... another 300,000 to 500,000 people, they are also uh, systematically trapped in the country as well.
0: And uh, what would you like the Australian government to do?
9: The Australian government can actually pressurize uh, through the UN, United Nations Security Co- Member Council and also uh, abandon, providing military aid to the Burmese government and end the crisis on uh, the ground and provide humanitarian assistance on the ground as well.
0: Is there anything else that, that can be done? What would you like to see happen?
9: So there is in need of international intervention and an international peacekeeping force to be on the ground uh, because uh, the people has been killing and dying daily, and then their livelihood and their uh, their right, everything has been blocked out in there. So we really want to see this, uh, the stop this kind of crisis. The Australia has already provided a lot of humanitarian support. Foreign Minister Julia Bischoff has already announced uh, humanitarian aid, so we can do more uh, to ease the crisis. Now
0: I understand in November last year there was. A- an agreement signed between Bangladesh and Myanmar about people returning, saying that uh, Rohingya people could now return uh, to Myanmar. Is that the case?
9: Chinese government has been trying to avoid international pressure throughout signing a uh, fake uh, repatriation agreement. They've done the same thing as 1978 and 1991. They're agreeing to repatriate repatri- back of the people those flee from Burma. But the promises, the agreement, the fact that are written on the agreement, we are not delivered. We have 150,000 people trapped in 42 concentration camps. The- these people need to be freely able to travel everywhere. And their are livelihood, they are right of medication and education and uh, right to return to their origin of location, that, and we can know then that the situation has been improved. But this is just a fake agreement, like they done in 1978 and 1991, 92. So there is no hope and no sign that uh, the the crisis could be stopped.
0: And that was Habib Rahman, and uh, gr- important to hear his voice and what's happening with his people. And uh, you know, we've heard, even we're still hearing, oh yes, people can go back to Myanmar, but. Not the case. The mm-hmm. violence uh, continues. And now I think we have someone who's just called in. Yeah, a donation. Got
1: Greg Dunham on the line, so we're just going to talk to him for a minute. Yes, good, Sorry. great. <laughs> good morning, Greg. Are you there?
6: Oh, that is the wrong button. Well, uh, <laughs> Greg Denham is the uh, executive of the Yarra Drug and Health Forum, uh, where he does uh, has been doing a lot of work uh, in engaging communities, uh, especially around the Medically Supervised Injecting Centre and on other important issues uh, in, the, in the Yarra area. But really, it, it reaches out further. It's just that Yarra seems to be um, a bit of an epicentre often for these issues. And I believe Greg pledged uh, $25 towards the uh, Radiothon... This morning, and if you would like to do so as well, the phone number is 94198377. Um, when, when we start talking to you, remember, don't hang up. We'll talk to you. Uh, and the website for donations, 3cr.org.au forward slash donate, or you can SMS us on 0488 If you want to make a uh, donation, uh, and you want to SMS's, make the donation online and just SMS's with a, a kind message, some kind words.
1: Yeah, I think we've got Greg online too now. Hello, Greg. <laughs> hey. Hello, sorry about yeah. that. No, my fault,
6: my fault.
5: <laughs>
0: Oh, great yeah. to hear from you. Uh, and uh, Greg, can you come a little closer to the phone? You sound a little distant.
10: Ah, uh, yes. Is that better? That is better. better. Yeah,
0: thanks for that, and yeah. thanks for calling in. And, uh, and Nick's already introduced you, you as Executive <laughs> Officer from the Yarra Drug and Health Forum, and I know you've got this, some events coming up, uh, an event.
10: Well, there's several things coming up. Um, look, um, most or many people would know that who are connected with the alcohol and drug policy area that there's an event coming up on the 26th of June at the Melbourne Town Hall at six o'clock. There's um, a forum to talk about, um, I guess, you know, um, different ways in which um, the the drug problem or the drug issue or drug issues can be addressed. So there's a number of speakers there that night who will talk about, um, you know, the ways in which, um, you know, um, help can be sought if a person's got a drug issue or how we can change drug policy. So that's going to be a big event with several several, um, I guess, high-profile speakers, including Fiona Patton, Stephen Grunas from Odyssey, Michael Short from The Age, um, Sam Biondo from VADA, Tony Trimbingham from Family Drug Support. So that's that's going to be um, an event which I think you know would be of interest to a lot of people and, and tickets are available through Eventbrite. That's 6 o'clock on Tuesday 26th at Melbourne Town Hall. And the Yarra Drug and Health Forum also has a forum coming up uh, on the day before the 25th of June at uh, Fitzroy Town Hall,
0: right? Uh, okay, the
10: starting at noon, which um, is about looking at the issues around compulsory treatment, which seems to be, um, I guess it's, a, it's it's an issue which is having I guess more sort of discussion or or um, I guess more policy proposals being put up around compulsory treatment, especially for young people. Are so we going to discuss that? particular issue at the Fitzroy Town Hall on Monday the 25th of June at 12 noon so people can go to the uh, Drug Dragon Health Forum website to, um, to look at that and uh, just come along on the day.
6: And all of this is uh, in conjunction with a, a global day of action uh, that's happening Greg called Support Don't Punish. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what's happened in previous years what happens around the world for Support Don't Punish?
10: Yeah uh, Nick well the Port Zone Punish started about four or five years ago, I think, from memory. And um, it, it came about because uh, a number of people were very dissatisfied with um, the, the International Day Against Drug Abuse, which is coordinated through the UN. and um, Which that, is on the maybe,
6: 26th of it,
10: June? It's on the 26th of June, that's right. So, um, and that particular day um, signalled um, or gave the, um, the signal to a number of countries. To carry out um, quite harsh and barbaric uh, punishment for people who are involved um, at, at different levels in terms of, um, you know, the, the drug trade or, or involved with drug use and um, drug trafficking, including public executions and uh, increased penalties. And um, and so it was a day where um, it, it really was an opportunity for some countries to um, show how tough they they are in the war on drugs. So. The International Drug Policy Consortium said, well, you know, we're not happy about this, so we'll start a day called Support Don't Punish, which is about um, demonstrating how people suffer from drug prohibition and the war on drugs. And and consequently, a number of agencies, a significant number of agencies throughout the world, um, hold um, forums and events and other activities to demonstrate how the impact of the war on drugs really is is a war on people, not drugs and that our uh, people are, are suffering and dying and um, experiencing significant harms from drug prohibition and the war on drugs.
0: Thank you, Greg, for that. That's a really excellent background and um, just helps us to be better informed about what's, what's happening internationally as well as, as right here. So uh, thanks so much for calling in this morning and thanks for your donation as well to Wednesday Breakfast and to N- Psychedelia.
10: Thank you. No, my pleasure. Thanks Thank you.
6: And uh, if you want more information on Support Don't Punish, the website is supportdon'tpunish.org, and that's happening again June 26th.
1: Yeah. And just a reminder that it is Radiothon, so feel free to call in. But for now, we're going to end, uh, we're just going to go into 8 o'clock with a song from Joni Mitchell. Now, Judith, this is one of your songs, so we would you well, like to give us a little intro?
0: Joni yeah, Mitchell, it's called You Turn Me On. I'm gonna Joni Mitchell with you. Turn me on. And uh, indeed, the lines are still open here at the 3CR Community Radio Wednesday Breakfast Show. So if you want to call in, we'd love to hear from you, especially love to hear, of course, love to receive your donations. Mm. If you've got um, an issue that that you want something, an event that you want to promote, also give us a call.
6: Uh, yeah. just, just quickly as well, it's just after 8 o'clock and heading for a top of 15 degrees today Just in case you're wondering about what to wear It is going to be quite cold, late showers and quite windy And it's going to be much the same for the next few days 14 shower or two for Thursday and 13 a few showers on Friday and the same for Saturday.
1: Yeah, winter definitely seems to have settled in. It's
6: definitely here. Well, it's nearly <laughs> winter solstice time. We've got yeah. uh, about two weeks to go until uh, winter solstice and all sorts of celebrations going on. And I believe it's the 24th of June or 23rd of June. Yes, it's
0: around there or 22nd, just kind of yeah, in, in around, around there. there. I remember mm. cause my daughter was born around that. <laughs> the, in the West depths of Canada. No, in Canada it was oh, the, the, depths depths summer. Summer. I mean the depths of summer.
6: Wilds, the depths of summer
1: wild <laughs> oh. and
0: wild strawberries. and. Yeah, amazing.
1: Now, if it's the 23rd, I'm going to a concert that day. Yeah, a little local group, actually, so that's going to be a lot nice. of fun. Yeah, Perch Creek.
0: Now, look, one of the things that we did a lot of over this last year is get out in the streets and uh, to head for some of the, the rallies that were on. And, of course, the me- marriage equality vote was, was a huge one. I happened to be in Sydney when the de- big demonstration was on. 30,000 people turned up in Sydney.
5: Equal rights! When do we want it? Now! Are we going to get it? First, yes. Now, get it. First,
2: yes! Well, normally I, I don't come out to rallies like this, but I thought at my age it's about bloody time to support marriage to give us a choice to be, to feel that we belong totally in our communities. We can't create a second-class citizens, which is what we're doing in this manner.
0: I'm out here because I've been gay my whole life, and it's been illegal to get married my whole life as a lesbian, and I'm 24 years old. I just want this to be over and done with, and it's also a good excuse to see my community and have some strength in one another while we're being put through this whole plebiscite drama.
16: Oh, About nine years ago, we did get married, and we stood in front of our friends and our family and our community and um, we asked them to accept our relationship.
14: I came out to make sure that the message gets through that love is love and it's equal. I'm here for my sister and my friends and family.
10: The operative word for me is equality. As someone who's been vilified in his life because he, because he was homosexual, it's time to just stand up and say enough is enough. And let's speak up for equality because that's our God-given right.
3: Because I believe in marriage equality.
0: Have you come out to a, a rally before?
3: Oh, yes, <laughs> but, not, but not one yes. for um, marriage equality. Did this is the fun. first time I've come out for that. Why have you come out today?
4: I'm out here because I believe in equal rights for all human beings. It's incredibly important that we acknowledge and support the LGBTIQ community in Australia. And I'm here to show my solidarity.
1: I'm Margaret Maiman. I'm the minister at Pitt
2: Street Uniting Church. Our church and a lot of other churches, um, the majority of Christians in Australia, support marriage equality, a change in civil law that will bring justice and love and happiness to so many people. And we think there's nothing to worry about and so much to bless.
0: And so much to bless indeed. And it's great to hear also you know, people from all different denominations getting out. And supporting marriage equality. Yeah, yeah. It
6: is, uh, it does feel like, uh, tides start to change when you get, uh, some of the churches on board with these sorts of things. And actually, over, on the last weekend, uh, on, in psychedelia, I was speaking to, uh, Portuguese drug policy expert Manuel Cardoso. Um, but as I was speaking to him, I, the whole interview got hooked up through, uh, uniting. In Sydney, who run the Medically Supervised Injecting Centre in Sydney. That's right. And, and I was told that the synod that looks after um, uniting in New South Wales and the ACT has endorsed a position to support the decriminalisation of all drugs in Australia. It's the first church to do so ever. Uh, and that I, I think that's a real big sign that things are changing. So, yeah, that, yeah that's that's
0: really good news. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, just coming back to um to the rally in Sydney, uh, yeah, it was at t- Town Hall, and. People couldn't even get out of Town Hall Station. Wow. It was totally backed up. No, I loved
1: with the protests um, in Melbourne also, you just saw everyone from every single situation. You know, as you said, you saw them from the religious lobbies, you saw them from, you know, universities, you saw really old people, really young people, just all mixing together because it's human right. It affects everybody in this country. It does affect everybody. So, you know, so you finally become proud of your country when it comes out and actually in support of something so obvious, really. Yeah, Yeah. anyway, um, we're going to go into a uh, call in just a moment, but if you wanted to call into the station, the number is 94198377. That was 94198377. And just a reminder, you can pledge support actually after our show ends, just in case you're listening to this on 3CR streaming or podcast, uh, because we know some people don't like to get up this early in the morning. I (laughs) understand that, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, But we'll just go to a call now, so, uh, yeah.
0: Okay, so um, I think it's Tim Jones calling in. Tim, is that right?
15: Yes, good
1: morning, everyone. Good,
12: good morning.
0: morning. <laughs> yeah, great to hear from you. And, uh, and obviously you're up early and coffee imbibed.
12: Yes, I, I set my alarm so I'd be ready to listen and... Uh, and donate
0: and oh. call in. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tim. It's lovely to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And, and so, Tim, you do a, a monthly segment, which we really enjoy here at 3CR uh, Wednesday Breakfast.
12: Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it too. It's super
0: fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, you've covered quite a few issues during your your segment. Can you just remind us of what some of those are and then we'll remind you too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs>
12: Yeah, I thought the idea of the segment was to, to reflect on what's going on in, in politics at the moment from a historical perspective. I'm, I'm a historian, and I'm particularly interested in religion and sexuality, so I've tended to talk about those things. We've talked about the religious freedom, Act, uh, we've talked quite a bit about marriage equality, uh, we talked about white Jesus at Easter, that was one of my favourites. <laughs> yes, that was, that was
0: amazing, I love that too, yeah.
12: Yeah. Um, and yeah. mi- myth-making,
0: Tim myth-making. Oh, that's
12: right Yes, you know, has to be granted on myths
0: <laughs> Yes, and uh, which ones we have And which ones we might uh, Enjoy more
12: Yeah
1: uh, Tim, I think you said last week, um, you said, oh, I, I'm quite an optimist. And I have to admit, I love listening to you because you always bring in this really uh, positive vibe. You go, well, this is a situation we have, but I think it will get better. And it's <laughs> such a lovely uh, tone of voice to hear on the radio. You know, often we're very doom and gloom. So thank you so much for that. <laughs>
12: uh, I think it's good to be able to think, um, not, you know, not only be aware of the negative things that are going on, but the potential for positive change.
1: Hey, Tim,
6: any uh, thoughts on the past 24 hours of international politics, if you uh, catch my drift? <laughs>
12: <laughs> we've learned a lot about pageantry.
1: <laughs> we did indeed, yeah.
12: Um, yeah, I don't know if, if anything of has happened, It's a bit <laughs> too
0: early to say. Yeah, I think, I think that's the consensus. You know, we've got to wait and see. We've got to yep. see, you know, um, and people are using the word roadma- roadmap, I'm a bit tired of that term, but nonetheless, I, you know...
6: I, I loved the, uh, the the vagueness of the words. You, you love these um, ambiguous type statements, where uh, I think it was we're going to commit to uh, talking to each other about maybe putting together a plan somewhere down the perhaps. line. I think that was maybe. yeah, maybe. perhaps maybe <laughs> could uh Yeah, uh, yeah congratulations. Uh, well, not a lot of definitive
12: action there. One one of the interesting things that I did see though was that the G, the G6 and lots of these big other meetings are now being held in out of the way locations. Um, I don't know if you noticed that well, um, in
0: places maybe where protests can't happen is that yeah exactly like Singapore? All, all
12: of the protests of um, you know a decade or more ago have have made an impact <laughs> I'm t- <laughs> uh, even if just to make uh leaders' meetings happen in um less free places. <laughs>
1: Mm. I, was watching, um, I was watching a quick BBC interview uh, the other day, and one of the ladies was saying that this is going to put Singapore on the map. She really thought this was a defining thing for the nation. Uh, do you think that's the case, having these like, you know, really big summits in these kind of far-off places? Is that going to define them? Well,
12: Singapore isn't a far-off place. Yeah, that's it's what I thought. of yeah. trade, so I, th- I think Singapore's already on everyone's map.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm, that's yeah, I, I mean, especially everyone's shopping map. I, <laughs> 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 I couldn't believe it when I was there like, Last year, you know, all the yeah. big fashion houses um, lining Orchard Road. Um there was something quite yeah artificial about all that. But yeah. uh, yes, lots of people go to Singapore for sure. It's not yeah. unknown.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you very much for calling in, uh, Tim. And thank
6: you for the $50 that you've donated towards the 3CR Radiothon. Oh, my pleasure. (laughs) And uh, for anyone else who might want to donate, the phone number is 94198377 or online at 3cr.org.au forward slash donate.
1: And just uh, Tim will hear your segment
0: every. Oh, is it? And once a month, the once first. A month? Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I, the first uh, Wednesday of the month, Tim comes on, gets yeah. on the tram, Make sure comes in, and he, Yeah, lots of great stuff. Thanks so much <laughs> for
1: calling in, Tim. Well, my pleasure.
0: You.
12: We'll see you all soon.
1: Yeah. Cool. And yeah, it is Radiothon at the moment, so feel free to give us a call like Tim did, um, or SMS in on 855. Cool.
0: and uh, one of the big things that kind of is related to the events of the 24 hours uh, last 24 hours and uh, quite significant in the past year was the international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons winning mm. the nobel prize we were pretty excited about that but we were, it was ex- at the same moment i'm sure that you said nick that uh, there was saber rattling going on between um, you know kim jong un and and trump president trump and, uh, so, you know, we were thinking, oh my god, you know, what, what difference is this going to make? But, uh, still, the, the ICANN, International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons, winning mm-hmm. the Nobel Prize for a treaty to do just that was pretty exciting, and of course we were totally excited by the fact that it's all started in Melbourne. Yeah, so no, it all
1: started in Melbourne with people who were very accessible um, and actually came out uh, and talked a few, to a few schools and stuff like that, so very, mm. very cool. Yes, you know, so we youth.
0: caught up with Jim Rommel the day after um, the, uh, the ceremony for the Nobel, and they'd watched it, uh, at the people who didn't get there, <laughs> watch it at Melbourne Town Hall. And uh, yeah, so Jim Rommel, and at that stage when we spoke to her she was the Australia Outreach Coordinator for ICANN.
3: The Nobel Peace Prize has been amazing for shining a spotlight on our work, shining a spotlight on the treaty, and shining a spotlight on the Australian Government's terrible position to oppose this.
0: So how did you feel last night as you watched the award being presented?
3: It was surreal to be sitting here in Melbourne, where I can this global campaign was forged ten years ago by a small group of dedicated individuals, and so often change begins with just that, and to have been part of this journey the last five years and seen our campaign grow from strength to strength it's been quite surreal to then see us highlighted on the world stage with this prize, so I felt. Overwhelmed.
0: Were there tears?
3: I won't lie, there were some tears, and there was a fresh sense of determination that we have to continue our work. Also, at the event last night were, were three wonderful women, dear friends, who have been part of this process, who have been personally impacted by nuclear weapons. Karina and Rose Lester, Yankanjara Ananu women, whose father is is Yami Lester. He unfortunately passed away earlier this year but they have been with us speaking up about the terrible impacts of nuclear testing in Australia and calling on the Australian government to, to honour their story and to respect their history by signing on to this treaty. So it was beautiful to be there with them and also Vanessa Griffin, uh, and campaigner brilliant campaigner from fiji she was helped set up the nuclear free and independent pacific network decades ago and she knows so well the impacts of that nuclear testing has had especially on women's bodies across the pacific so it was wonderful to take a moment out of the campaigning work to to watch that and celebrate together
0: and that was Jem Rummold from ICANN Australia, and, uh, she was the outreach coordinator when she spoke to us, um, after the ceremony last year. And, uh, with events overnight, I think, I think Nick's quite right to be skeptical. <laughs> uh, however. hard to believe uh, a lying uh, businessman,
5: but. <laughs> you know,
0: I mean, I mean, I was, I, I was shocked listening to the kinds of things that I was hearing like mm. I couldn't believe it you know how, how positive it was and and yeah we've got we've yet to see but I think in October last year when I can won the Nobel a lot of us couldn't have even envisaged even the two of them sitting down together. Mm. So we'll see. We'll yep. see. We'll see what happens. That's uh, we will. We around. will.
1: And you know, feel free to text us your thoughts. ISMS um, is open with o four double eight nine three o eight double five. Just reminding you, it is Radiothon, so feel free to get out there and donate. We also get donations online. So that's 3 dot slash donate
6: Hey, also there's a uh, three. Well, the the Cram Guide, the 3CR uh, magazine that comes out once a year for Radiothon, Fight for Your Mic. It's got the uh, nice red and yellow and uh, hand with the mic in it uh, on the cover, which you can pick up uh, from 3CR 21 Smith Street, or uh, it's at a number of other locations as well, um, local cafes, uh, at various different uh, organisations, not for profits around Melbourne. Um, so grab that. It's got some fantastic articles in it, and uh, also uh the um, the uh, uh, program guide for the year
1: yeah, not only that, uh, Nick, I do reception, and we've got tote bags, we've got badges, we've got <laughs> shirts, we've got so much stuff, and it's pretty cool. So, like, you know, get down onto Smith Street and, like, come and pick some stuff up. You yeah, know? come and say come hello to us in the talk station.
0: talk to people. Yeah, we, yeah. Love, we love to see people here, yeah. and uh, really appreciate your support. It's great keeping this amazing radio station. Forty years, over 40 years now mm-hmm. of Radical Radio here at 3CR, so, yeah, show us your love. Yeah,
1: yeah, all on volunteers. Feel free to donate, of course, we're shouting out our show, but feel free to donate to any shows. The aim is to run um, and raise money for the station. So, yeah. yeah. And, and do look at
0: the program because it is, amazing it is amazing. To see how the variety of shows and how many people contribute, definitely, and, you know, to keep definitely. this, show, this I, station on air. I'm
6: not sure if uh, this is going to be a question will land you in hot water, but do you have a favourite show? Uh, not not the, at the expense of others, <laughs> but maybe a show, I can't be your own, but a show that you've heard that yeah, you hadn't yeah. heard before that's really... Caught your attention
0: well i just i i, I, I can 't remember the name of the show actually, but there is a show that plays i think nineteen forties and fifties old uh, Ralph. Mm-hmm.
6: Ralph, I can't remember what the name of the show is. But yeah. I see Ralph a lot, uh, and he's the presenter. On yes, that show.
0: and I love hearing those old radio stories. On yeah, I yeah. think they're just sensational. So much fun.
1: Oh, uh, no, I I have to love I love Communication Mix now. Oh, I've that's been getting mine too. So into that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right.
16: It is a good show.
1: Um, and as yeah. another shout out. I was here at seven o'clock to eight o'clock p.m. on Sunday, which is a funky time to be here. But uh, they play um all band marching music during that hour. <laughs> uh, very popular. Who knew about it? You know, listen to 3CR. New, new, show, all, new shows all the time you get to discover, and, and they're just uh, crazy the gardening fantastic. show. And the gardening show. Which yeah. is a
0: huge following. and it's an institution
6: here at 3CR. It is an institution. And
0: another institution is Women on the Line. Women on the Line, wonderful show. And the show. person who started that, Deb Welsh, I'm going to do a shout-out to Deb Welsh, because <laughs> she headed up Radio Adelaide for many years. She was, she started, it was involved at the very beginning of <laughs> Women on the Line. I just
6: thought of another one, Dogs as well, which is the uh, defense of government schools. Oh, uh, I love that one. Yeah, fantastic, because yeah. I went to a. a Going to all, a public school? Public schools, and, um, was issues that were all, often brought oh, yeah. up, uh, for me, so, um, that was a, another one. We're getting very excited. <laughs> we're
0: starting to get very excited about yeah. 3CR, as we should. And so, yeah, so if you pick up uh, the, the program, then you'll be able to find out. Who knows? Yeah, who knows what you'll find. Anyway, yeah.
1: um, for now, we're going to go into a quick song. Yes. So, the last song of our show, so make sure you're listening. Uh, uh, band. G-
0: yeah, a black rock band that we played some of them last last week, but just so good out of the Northern Territory, the um, Arnhem area. Vinig <laughs> Bukumbuk.
1: And that was? The Black, and Black Rock Band. Black Rock Band.
0: And that was from their album Struggle, and the song was *Bini Gumbuk.
6: It's Nick, Judith and Ida. with you for 3CR Wednesday Breakfast, and we've got about uh, five minutes left until the end of the show. Um, but before we finish up, I think we've got a, uh, a poem from uh, uh, Felisa Malay, who is a spoken word artist. She also does uh, a lot of uh, poetry evenings and all, all sorts of things. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of... Uh, there's a spoken word thing um, I can't remember the name of it right but, now but, but we,
0: have, we have played a couple of her poems yes. o- on the show yeah. and uh, had great feedback on them so
17: yeah we're going to hear a little bit of this one now yeah I lay there wet and howling my head backed upon your chest legs spread each baritone breath bringing her from the stars we sang her in together that first song the oldest song, a tone of total surrender. My sacrum sharp, my lips burning. I called, woman, woman. I called upon a millennia of history, genetic history. You see, I have done this a million times before. I called to Demeter, she who birthed the seasons. As the wattle began to bloom, I called to Bodicea, who battled for my blood, kept fire. I called to Eve. For the moment she set free the seeds of the apple tree you see, right here, was our very own fruit of our very own temptation. But I wonder now, on who did you call? Women have been present at birth since the beginning of time. We have survived, struggled and died in this space, in some ways I think we do every time. Our role is clear, open up, surrender dance the pain and let life emerge but I wonder now on who did you call it? it's been what a couple of hundred years since men began to enter the birthing space first in the room and by the bed perhaps holding a hand and then the grand gesture of cutting the cord awarded to dance so as to feel included but you did it differently you and a few other men true warriors carving a new path. Warriors who've decided to join the dance after all that did take to the tango in the first place. Warriors who've decided that this is as much your labor as hers that this is as much your child as hers. True warriors carving a new path. So millennia time, when he howls by her side, when they are marching breath to breath into the void, when she, like me, falls back onto his solid ground in her moments of fear and doubt and fatigue, when she calls upon Demeter, Bodicea, Eve, who will he call upon? When they are Searching for their role in this, this fire. Who will he call upon? Who? Men like you.
6: This is. The- and that was Fleece Malay, another poem. That was her second poem. Uh, Her first one was Witches, and it was uh, focused on all the uh, women out there who have been oppressed over time, and that one she was uh, focusing more on um, men that she feels like had been left out of the conversation which she wanted to include them there. Uh, So you can find her online as well. Uh, It is 3CR, it is Radiothon time, the phone number uh, for the last few minutes of the show, 94198377 if you want to make a donation, or online at 3CR.com dot org dot au forward slash donate like a few people have done
1: yeah so we've just had uh, via sms twenty dollars uh, saying three cr breakfast is definitely worth getting up for keep up the good work thank you very much for Ooh. that Ooh. as well as ten dollars for wednesday brekkie and thanks to gareth especially for um for fifty dollars thank you all Woo-hoo. for gen- donating yeah
0: thanks so much for your support we really appreciate it encourages us gets us up in the morning
1: mm, definitely definitely so just reminding you it is radiothon this week so please do Call in and donate, you know. Um, we really do need the, the help with here at the station because it is run off volunteers and a few workers. And a shoestring. And a shoestring budget. <laughs> uh, yes. you know, we've got to keep up our tea supplies and our electrical supplies, more importantly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and mics. And microphones and yep. all the things that go on behind the scene, you know. We are really much running this off our own backs. So we really need all the help we can with, you know, producing and making this content.
6: And we hope that uh, it's something that you enjoy. And you're a part of the conversation as well. That's why we're telling you things like the phone number, the SMS, the website. If there's something that you particularly like, you can get in contact with us and tell us that. If there's something that you want to hear on the radio, you can tell us that. If there's something that you think you can add, your voice can be on 3CR That's as well. That's the whole it point. Is. It's community, community radio. radio. <laughs> we need your voices. Um, one, of the, one of the big things that 3CR engages with is getting people with lived experience from um, the most vulnerable and marginalised communities onto the air uh, to hear their voices, to hear their side of the story really important. So this has
1: been Wednesday Breakfast thanks for joining us, see you later and thanks for reminiscing, going back.
6: See
1: ya. 3CR relies on the support of ethical organisations to keep our vital community of voices on air and we'd like to thank our breakfast supporters, the new international bookshop NIBS at Trades Hall and eco-friendly paper and printing outfit Earth Greetings. You can check them out at NIBS.org.au and earthgreetings.com.au. And if you'd like more information on how your organisation can become a 3CR supporter, contact the station on 03 9419 8377.